Booyah. 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 All right. Welcome back to the watch list with Patty and Bill. Make sure you catch up on all of our past episodes by logging on to www.thewatchlistpod.com. And you can also engage with us there by clicking on the contact us button or hitting us up on your social media at the watchlist pod. And you can also subscribe to us wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. How you doing? I'm okay. How are you? I'm okay. Cool. I mean, after everything that we talked about last time and special thanks again to David Rivera. So that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, I, I, it took me a while to watch stuff again. Yeah, you know, I I really had to have time to watch things to talk. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I don't know what it was. Like all of a sudden, you know, you're you're hitting me up there. When when are we going to record? Oh, yeah. Um, like, oh, I haven't watched I, anything. I should probably ask, you know, to see when we're going to do this because yeah, I got nothing. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah. I scrounged around and I found stuff. So I've got oh. a few. Th- so I've got three things to talk about today. I, of course, I'm going to put down the mask singer and then I've got some news to talk about. Okay. <laughs> I have more than you. Part of it's, you know, because Dwight finds things and part of it's, you know, I got, I, I work from home, so. Oh my God. And I was... have insomnia and stay up until, you know, two, three o'clock in the morning. So, and see, that's where we differ because yeah. usually, and, and all kudos to you for editing the show and everything else. And, and I don't ever take that lightly, but the rest of the time I, I take my fat ass to sleep. So <laughs> I'm sorry you have insomnia. How many things did you watch? There's seven. If I oh. don't count that stupid mass singer thing. Why don't you start? We'll go back and forth and okay stuff. And see where we get. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so the first thing that I've got on my list is Unpregnant, which is on HBO Max. Unpregnant? Unpregnant. It's a movie. Okay. Obviously. Um, well, not obviously, but it's a movie. It's attempting to be a female buddy road film. About two teenage girls. One is pregnant and wants to not be. They live in Missouri, where if you're underage, you have to get your parents' permission to get an abortion. Yeah. The nearest place she can go as uh, underage and not have parental permission is Albuquerque, New Mexico. Huh. So they road trip. To Albuquerque, New Mexico, and all the wackiness along the way. Road trip. Oh man, yeah. that sounds. It's attempting to be funny. Uh, the two girls, uh, Veronica and Bailey. Veronica is the one who's pregnant. She's the popular one, and all okay. blonde and whatnot. But she can't talk to her popular friends because she feels they're going to be judgy, and she kind of has to turn to Bailey, who is a former childhood best friend that they've grown apart. And Bailey 
has a car and can drive. So Veronica runs the budget and everything to get out to Albuquerque. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> it's another, and, and I'm sorry, I'm, I'm going to go there. Go only there. Because, only because they, they do this a lot in movies where there's a popular kid and there's an unpopular kid and somehow some something or the other to make the audience feel better the popular kid must lean on the unpopular kid or the person that they've put down all these years or whatever mm -hmm. to save them basically yeah i'm tired of that trope you know, there's a lot of tropes in this one a lot i mean and it there's a piece in there where it's really preachy it sounds like it because that's the other issue that I that sounds like it's coming out of the issues that that are brought up with teen pregnancy and everything from the politics of everything and having to travel across state lines to the, the actual just act and and yeah being judgy and not judgy and all and that the kids who can't talk to their parents <sighs> and oh and I and I and I watched something that is very similar and I'll get to that in a minute. Mm -hmm. What is it about the trope that kids when they are that age are just dickheads? I wouldn't call her a dickhead. I would call her just, she's afraid. Uh, you know, they painted out that her parents are hyper religious born oh. again type Christian -y types. All right. And she's afraid to talk to her parents. And I'm just thinking these days I, I've, you know, I don't have kids, so I don't really know. I can't really be talking, but I'm going to try anyway. Parents of this new generation, this Gen Z, Gen Y, whatever you want to call them. Okay. They're just, they're more understanding, I would hope. I, I, I feel uh, I, there's more of them who are more understanding to where uh, let they help their kid know, no matter what kind of trouble you're in, you can come to me and I will always love you. Is that is that our okay? Because I I feel the same way, or I want to feel the same I, way. I want to believe that's true. I want to believe that's true, and that's how I have to phrase it. Because the movie that I watched that deals with, as I put it, dickish kids. Mm -hmm. They're dickish kids. Okay. Who are sixteen to nineteen, and in that phase of oh my parents. Oh, the only people who understand me are my friends. Mm -hmm. And they ignore the parents, no matter how helpful the parents are trying to be. And I have to believe that kids are just not stupid. Stupid's a harsh word. Um, I guess scared would be the appropriate word. Mm-hmm. But it just seems stupid that they wouldn't go to their parents first. Like, before you run away and get in a car and cross state lines as a minor, because this girl is, what, 16, you said? Uh, she was 17. 17. Mm -hmm. uh, you would think that they wouldn't worry their parents. You would think that they have the right kind of... That, that they have a good enough relationship with their parents to talk about this shit to, oh. to where their parents aren't 
instilling fear in them to where they're in trouble, they won't turn to their parents. That's right. Not to mention what I hope for our, you know, younger generations that they have parents that are, you know, good, you know, they're good enough parents to not, you know, raise their kid with fear. Not to mention the fact that even if their parents are complete dickheads, some of their friends' parents might be okay. There's got to be some adult in their life that right. they can turn to. Right. You know, some adult that they trust. And I guess mm-hmm. that's the crux of it. It's like yeah. no kid that I see in a movie these days is trusting of any adult to the point where they would say, you know what, I'm, I'm kind of in trouble. Yeah. And I, and I need some advice. And now the, the, the lyrics are fucking Papa Don't Preacher coming to my head. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So how, okay, so I'm getting off topic. How was this flick? Um, it was okay. It gets preachy in that political way in a little piece because, I don't know, they felt they couldn't not go there. Uh, I feel, you know, the premise where, you know, she's in Missouri and you got to go as far as friggin' Albuquerque to have this happen I think that was political statement enough, but she's got to have a whole whiny monologue in the middle of nowhere. It's got some funny bits. It's got some, what the fuck are you doing? You should know better. Hello. You can't trust these people. They're crazies. And yet they trust these people. Um, Kind of a thing. I mean, it's the setup for that piece where um, I don't, I don't want to give it away in case people are watching this, but there's a piece in it where you could just tell just by just the minute that that little bit, that branch of the story starts, you just know, you just know that these are people you can't trust. What are you doing? Don't go there. Uh, And they do it anyway. How long is this piece of shit? It's an hour and 43 minutes. That I would never get back if I watched this movie. That is correct. Unpregnant on HBO. It has Giancarlo Esposito, Brecken Meyer, Mary McCormick in it. And the two girls are played by Haley Lou Richardson and Barbie Ferreria. Okay. Well, sorry, Barbie. Sorry, Haley. Um, yeah. Not watching your not the best, yeah. All right. I mean, they were both very good in it, but aside from that, don't waste your time. Right. So HBO. H- HBO Max. All right. Mm-hmm. So the the aforementioned dickish kids movie that I watched mm-hmm. is called Safe. And so some of the stuff that I watched, just because I was I I you know, and I'm not going to lie about this. I'll be totally 100 about all of this. I was trying to find short stuff to watch so that I could watch at least a decent, you know, portion of it so that I could, you know, do the show. Mm-hmm. So as I was flipping through, um, this is the longest thing that I watched. These are hour-ish long episodes. And Safe is a Netflix series that premiered in 2018 and stars Michael C. Hall, who everybody knows as Dexter. He's also one of the producers on this show. And it's about um, a guy whose life is shattered a year prior to all of this, because I guess his wife commits suicide and he was out doing something and 
he wasn't home when I guess their mother committed suicide. So their eldest daughter holds him responsible. Mm-hmm. So it creates that rift. Well, anyway, this eldest daughter one night goes out to a party where she meets up with this guy and the guy's the boyfriend and he's kind of abrupt and drunk and all that. Well, the next thing you know, the daughter is missing and that boyfriend dude is dead. Hmm. And and it's it's a it's a kind of show that I am going to coin as a televised novel. So Defending Jacob was the same way. Broad Church is kind of in this vein. Anything where you feel like you're turning pages and reading different chapters of this book, that's what this show is. I'm not saying it's not good because it certainly held our interest. And Laura watched it with me. And she is the avid reader in in our relationship. She's way smarter than I am. I, I fully admit that. And I said, well, what do you think of this? Oh, well, I've read that author before. And yeah, I like his stuff. I'll, I'll stick with this show. And I'm like, yeah, I'll stick with this too. It's eight episodes. And it's on Netflix. Okay. So it, it's just one of those. But the kids in it, though. And here's where Grumpy Dragon comes out again. All the kids in it don't trust adults. They're all dickish to their parents. You know, no sooner than the one girl's parents leave to go on a romantic weekend, she calls everybody over for a house party and the wackiness ensues from there. Yeah. Yeah. Dwight had put this on whenever this first came out. What last year is what you said? 2018. Oh, that was a while back. And I remember watching it, but that's all I remember is that we watched it. Yeah. <laughs> and he was looking for his daughter. That is all I can remember. Yeah. I mean, that's how awesomely memorable the show is. Right. Now, the hook of this is that it's such a tightly knit community that they live, the part of safe, the title refers to the fact that they live, that all the main characters live in the same gated community. Okay. So that shows that you're not all over the place, all over a city. You know, it's very close to home. Okay. It's it's good. I mean, but I'm tired of kids just being dicks to their parents. You know, yeah. So I mean, tired. There are plenty of kids who aren't. But then why aren't we seeing them? Or why are they portrayed as just geeks or or, you know, so straight laced that you know, they're not fun at all. I'm I'm tired of that stereotype. Because the people who write that shit are don't think it's believable. Yeah, they're yeah. our age and I don't know, our parents were dicks. <laughs> I, I, I I don't feel like I, I feel you know, I didn't get in any trouble when I was a teenager because I don't know. I didn't. I didn't hang out with that crowd that even gave me the opportunity to get in trouble. But I feel like I could have at least talked to my mom, if not my dad. Oh, and there I don't think I could have talked to my dad if I got pregnant. No, that wouldn't have happened. But um, mom, I I think I would go to her anyway because, you know, where else am I going to go? And there were times that I did go to my mom 
Mm-hmm. And and she was, I mean, I mean, I miss my mother to this day, in part because she was that rock for me. She was the one person I could always go to, always, no matter the deepest shit I was in. So to, I miss you, mother, every single day. And to all the parents out there who are like that, thank you. Yes. You prove that shit like the way they're depicting parents is bullshit. But anyway, yeah, yeah. that being said, safe is good. Watch it. If you're of a mind to watch something a little bit old, it's only two years old. Yeah. Anyway, what else did you watch? So season two of the Turkish TV series, The Gift, dropped on Netflix. Uh, oh! Week or this on the 10th, on September the 10th. Was that the one with the weird symbol thing? Yes, that's the one that I watched season all of season one of with the weird symbol thing. This woman, Atie, she's a painter living in Istanbul. Yes. And she's an artist, you know, an artist painter, duh. That's what I said. And all of her paintings have this one symbol that keeps repeating. And then there's a, an archaeologist who they've discovered this tomb thing in these caves somewhere and that symbol is on one of the things in that tomb that that cave that's that's thousands of years old that's yeah really ancient really so really ancient right. she goes off to the site to try and you know figure out what's going on and why she sees the symbol and all that and then she starts having these weird visions and all this mystical stuff happens and some family history comes out that she didn't know about and now we're on to season two where they continue exactly from the moment they left off on season one season one's finale boom you're right back in it and moving forward and it's it's really interesting it's really i really like it it's a cool fantasy ish type of thing that's yeah a lot of fun and I remember oh, only watching fun. the really first cool. episode oh, thinking, okay. yeah, I could get on board with this. Yeah. Okay. And they do have an Eng- a dubbed in Eng- into English track within Netflix for this if you are one of those who don't like to read. Okay. And and the only reason, I, I see, I'm all about the original version of stuff, mm-hmm. but it just makes it so much easier for me to pay attention to the action if I don't have to stare at the bottom of the screen to read it. Yeah. Because then I feel like I'm missing something. It's not that I can't read. It's just that I want to pay attention to the emotion going on. I want to pay attention to the visuals going on. I want to, yeah, I want to do that. When it's something with like hidden clues about things, I want to see those hidden clues. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And well, I state, this is one where I, I watched the whole damn thing in one evening of insomnia. There are eight <laughs> episodes in each season. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. You need to get some of those chewable sleepy pills. I, I, something. I don't know. Oh man. Either that or Netflix needs to fucking hire you as a, <laughs> a watcher for some shit. At least get yeah, paid yeah. for you being miserable <laughs> up at night at four thirty-two in the morning. Seriously, seriously. Watching episode seven of eight of this shit. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so it's good. Yes, The Gift, it is on Netflix. Look for it. It's okay. from Turkey. All right. Try some international stuff, you guys. Absolutely. It's Try so awesome. It. You're going to know what I did. It. 
And I channeled you because the reason I found safe is because I went straight to British stuff. Okay. Netflix. I did, I skipped the top 10 in the country. I, you know, I skipped all the, if you will, American stuff. And mm -hmm. I went straight for Brit. Okay. Because I wanted to try something else. Okay. So, so anyway, um, but coming back to the, the us, the United mm -hmm. States is a show from 2019 called I'm sorry. Uh, and it stars Tom Everett Scott, who was the main guy in the movie, that thing you do. Now it really kind of follows his wife in this, but he's, he's sort of, at least at this point, the biggest name in this show. Okay. And, and I've watched shows before where the people are irreverent and, you know, they say inappropriate shit around their little three-year-old that the three-year-old then repeats and gets the parents in the trouble and all that. But so far, and, and I've watched one episode. Just and to, how long is it? Uh, it is two seasons, 20 I mean episodes. That episode, how long is the episode? Roughly half an hour-ish. Okay. Oh, uh, episodes for The Gift? Yeah. No, it was that... These are like 45-ish minutes, by the way. Yeah. Okay. They're not very long. It was it was the Korean ones that were really long. Mm. Anyway. But but if you're looking for a half hour comedy that's and I don't know what it is. It comes down to how things are acted out. And for some reason, the wacky shit that ensues with the parents trying to get out of a of a situation that is not of their making because they as an example in the first episode they find out that a parent that they know whose kid is in the same class as their kid was a porn star hmm. and so through no fault of their own and i don't want to give it away through no fault of their own the porn star the ex-porn star confronts the main character and the main character has to talk her way out of all the the weird shit that's happened over the last five minutes, and oh. and I just and I find it it it's got a charm to it at least okay. so far. Hmm. So if you're looking for something irreverent and stupid and R-rated in terms of language, you know what you could do worse than finding I'm sorry on Netflix. Serious, right. yeah, worry. yeah. Again, from 2019. Not a big long commitment at all. Why not? It's fluff and utter. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. No. So Dwight rented Critical Thinking. This is a movie starring uh, direct, directed by and starring John Leguizamo. Mm. And it is about it's based on the true story of the Miami Jackson High School chess team. It was they were the first inner city team to win the U.S. National Chess Championship. Didn't you talk about this before? I texted it to you. Okay. Saying, okay. "Hey, here's a movie that Dwight says we should watch." Ah, uh, okay. Because I thought you might want the inside scoop on Dwight picks. <laughs> <laughs> he should come up with his own spinoff podcast. Like, hey, Dwight. <laughs> hey, I I'm watched just the movie. It I'm was fucking right. around. You know what? I'm going to watch this. Yeah. This is, it, was it, was okay. right. it was okay. And watch it win fucking Emmys and shit. 
for his show. His show is like eight and a half minutes long, just telling people. And it's mostly silence. It's, yeah, it's mostly silence. And he just, just says, yeah, I watched it. Yeah. It was okay. all right. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> okay, bye. Yeah. And then he wins a fucking Grammy and shit for his fucking podcast. Yeah, probably. And, and we're here on episode 66, which made me think, or does 66, <laughs> you know, from Star Wars and shit. And and poof, there you are. Yeah. So yeah, thank you to one, the 40 yeah. of you who listen. Yeah, this one was really good. I really liked Critical Thinking. It was, uh, it's very well done. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's good. It's It's nice. I mean... You now know what happens in the end because I just told you, but it's, but a it's true based story. on a true story. Right. Yeah. Right. And yeah. there's something about that. There was a movie called, um, what's that fucking movie with Clive Owen? Green Fingers? Is it the, the prisoner's gardening thing? Yeah. The prisoner's that was gardening. Really cool. I like that. That was one. a good movie, that was right? A good movie. Yeah. There's something about certain biopics that just kind of resonate where, yeah, you kind of know the end of the story, but, but it's fun. Yeah, it's, it's well cool, acted. It's cool to it's, watch it and see how it yeah. all turns out. Cause you also, I mean, it's not, you're not just watching them play chess, which good God, that could be like a snooze fest. We're following their lives, each of the kids and their lives and what's going on with them as they're getting ready and trying to get to this final championship. Although, have you watched Speed Chess ever? I don't watch chess. That okay? A regular chess game can last for. Oh, hours. I know. I I know enough about chess because my brother was captain of the chess team, and oh, wow. made me play against him Oof. because he wanted to practice. And practicing with somebody who does random shit and has zero strategy is possibly helpful to him. I don't know. Right. But, but he would make me sit down and play with him. So I know this the speed chess is like move, blam, move, blam, move, blam. Yeah, it's anything really but boring. Um, but this is these championships. This is not this is not speed chess. All right. Well then I'm glad to, I'm glad it was good. It was really good. I liked it. Excellent. The, the last thing that I watched, and then it's going to be the all Patty show all the time, is called the Astronomy <laughs> Club Sketch Show. It's, all, it's also on Netflix. All my shit was on Netflix because I just didn't feel like fucking flipping around <laughs> to all these different fucking sources of everything. And again, I was trying to find something short, sweet that I could consume a couple of to get a good feel for it. So imagine it. it black lady sketch show which i absolutely adored oh that's such a good one but a little bit meaner toward white people oh interesting i mean it's uh, there are some really good sketches in it and there's one sketch in episode is it episode two that all the the black characters who save white people in movies are part of a support group so you have Bagger Vance, you have the driver and driving Miss Daisy, you have the maid from the help. I mean, you've got, you've got, what's it? You've got uh, Morgan Freeman's character from Shawshank Redemption. Oh my God. And, and it's, it's, it's fucking hilarious. And then you've got Otome Brown from Ghost. It, it's, it's, it's funny, but it really makes you think. 
yeah, wow. That's how we've been portrayed in movies a lot of times. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. As the crutch, as the support system, as the actual savior of the white person. Mm-hmm. You know, and the it's... sidekick. The sidekick. And sometimes the comedic sidekick. Yeah, exactly. Like Oda Mae Brown in Ghost. Uh-huh. So it, it that sketch was really interesting. But there, there was... But the very first sketch of the very first show, which then delved into more comedy, was a white woman is coming out of her her secured building and three black men are trying to get in. And they legitimately live there. Mm-hmm. But there is this odd tension of, hey, lady, can you please let me in? I forgot my code. And even though this show debuted last year, or at least it says 2019 on the Netflix thing. Even before 2019, in you know the the times that we're living in now, with the George Floyd's of the world and 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 just all the distrust going on, it just it hit me a little bit. Just that subject matter, because I took it through that amplified lens of what we're dealing with now in 2020. And then, but then that exact same sketch delves into okay, that group of black guys gets in, they're hanging out, and then a vampire shows up to the door, <laughs> and then he needs to be let in, and then once the vampire is in, you know, there's a there's a little clove of garlic who also wants to get in, and the vampire has to trust him, so yeah. it quickly veers away from that, but again. It is. There are some things that are hilarious in that show, mm-hmm. and they do a takeoff. No pun intended. They do a. They do a. Um, a sketch based on terror at thirty thousand feet, the Twilight Zone episode. Oh, where a woman may or may not be twerking on the on the wing of the plane. <laughs> so it's. Oh, you know what? It's six episodes, really oh. quick. Okay. So if you really want to spend just literally a couple of hours, maybe one day, oh. binging some really good inventive comedy, Astronomy Club Sketch Show on Netflix. Okay. I will check that one out. There you go. That one sounds really pretty good. Yep. Um, so the next on my list is also on Netflix. Uh, this is a docudrama called The Social Dilemma. I looked at that. This is, it's an, it's supposed to be an eye opening look into the way social media is designed to create addiction and manipulate our behavior. And the people they interview in this are people who were former Google employees, former Facebook employees, former Twitter employees. All of these people they've talked to have worked in social media on the developer side. Really? Really. Then, and that alone would have been enough for me, but they add in some, like, scripted drama performances with actors I recognize, which is really distracting to me. So like, they act out certain they, they There's a group where there's a, a scene where there's a family and mom just wants to sit down and have all the... F- take away the phone so we talk to each other as reading dinner for once and yeah. she's got this container she saw in an infomercial where 
you put, you know, it's meant to like put snacks and things in there that tempt you. And then you put a timer on it. So she puts yeah. her phones in these containers, sets the timer, you know, nobody can get it till the timer goes off and then we can open the container and you can get your phone. And there's a thing like that. And then there's showing like this, it's like meant to be like the inner workings of Facebook and you got this guy, you know, manipulating the human out in the outer world. So it's, you know, like that kind of thing where a person is portraying the the code on the inside to keep him addicted. And the AI of the code is played by Vincent Carthizer. Yeah, from, Vincent Carthizer. Yes, it's played by him. So I was like, well, I've seen that guy in things. I know who he is. That's an actor. What is this? And then the guy being manipulated is played by Skylar Gizondo, who's been in recent things I've watched. Okay. So I'm like, what is the oh, come on? It's I feel like it didn't really need that kind of drama to drill at home because it wasted a lot. I feel it wasted a lot of time that we could have been talking to these people more. Right. Because that's it's very fascinating that if it's created to see, I always thought that it became addictive because of how it connects people. And you always want to look at people and say, oh, she did this. Well, I did this. In some ways, that's how it started out. But you get people who monetize things. Yeah. And the monetization of it makes people want, is, is they're twisting that code to make people more addicted to it. No, sh I got to watch this younger show. people. Well, and that's why, and, and if you ever look on Instagram, it's amazing. And, and then this ties into the show that I watch botched as well. Mm -hmm. How many people get plastic surgery to maintain their social media following so that they can say they're influencers mm -hmm. and all these people monetize their shit and they constantly make this content and they're pushing it out there. And, and that's fascinating to me. Yeah, and they, they do dive into some of that, um, how how the, the, the aggregator of your feed is pulling in just stuff you want to see and yeah. serving up just stuff, you know, on how that is purposely a thing and how on YouTube, it, you, you look at one thing and you are suddenly down this deep, dark hole of what of just the same oh. stuff over and over is being served up to you. Oh my God. It, yeah. it, it, it ain't that the truth. And before you realize it, it's three hours later and you've been doing nothing but watching clickbait. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Nothing. Yeah. And I do find that fascinating. Yeah. So this definitely one to watch to, to give you something to think about while you're scrolling through your social media on your phone, listening to our podcast. Cause we all know that's what you're doing. You know, yeah, it up is. Facebook. The the main one of the they at the end is is the credits are rolling. They ask each of these uh, people who worked at these companies, what do you suggest people do? Uninstall all that shit is the first thing. Then, if you feel you got to keep it on there, turn off the notifications because yeah. the minute you hear a ding, you're turning your head and picking up your phone to say what was that. Yeah. Turn it off because that's how they keep pulling you in. Right. The only time I do that, like today, I was expecting an email. So I kept watching my phone because it, it had to do with a job. Oh, well, yeah. 
other than that, yeah, I scroll through sometimes if I'm bored, but I can put it down. I can put it down anytime I want to, man. Mm -hmm. yeah. I just don't want to. <laughs> right. Wow. All right. So what's it called again? This is called The Social Dilemma. Excellent. And it is on Netflix. And Excellent. it's highly recommended. It premiered at the 2020 Sundance Film Festival. Mm. And it hit Netflix on September the 9th. So it's brand new. Look for it. It's freshy fresh. So the next show, also on Netflix, this is from Spain. It is called The Barrier. This one, they are releasing one episode at a time once a week on Fridays. Okay. So there is currently only one episode to watch. Dum, dum, dum. Yeah. What's it about? So this is about, um, it's, it opens, it's 2020. You're in Spain. They're the president of Spain is on the TV talking about, you know, you know, the state of things and how the environment is bad because of the war that just happened and we're running out of resources. So I have declared martial law and you see this family rushing to get their shit together because they got to get out of Dodge and you hear the commotion and the gunshots and shit and the like loudspeaker stay in your homes going on outside the window. And then yeah, shit's going. So, you know, shit's going down and shit's got bad. Shit got real. Shit got bad real fast. In a world where the shit got bad exactly. real fast. And then flash forward to 2045. Oh, here is how Spain looks in 2045. It is this dystopian future where you got the haves and the have-nots and the barrier keeping them apart and there's mutated viruses going around so people are getting sick so everybody's getting sprayed with disinfectant it is very real and very depressing which is why it's a good thing only once a week is this being released because holy oh my shit God. I don't think I could sit through that much but wow. it's really interesting it's very interesting and I kind of like those dystopian future type shows and I do too, but and it's made in Spain, so you know. It's so you know than American it, shit exactly because you know Spain's got it going on. Yeah, they're not going for that happy ending. They don't have to do that like America seems to have to do on everything. Right, and I and I do find that refreshing. You know, earlier this week, or or wait, when what day is this? It's, it's Tuesday. <laughs> oh no, it's gonna be Wednesday when people are listening. Okay, well, last week, Thursday or Friday, mm -hmm. I was sitting at home and the 1983 movie Christine came on, Ooh. which is a great flick. It's a yeah. it's a great early 80s Stephen King adaptation, followed immediately by the movie The Mist. Mm. And have you seen The Mist? I have. Okay, so you know that that does not end well. No. That is a creepy as fuck downer ending if there ever was one. Yeah. And I liked it for that reason. Yeah. 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 And and we in America just get so, you know, wrapped up in our need for happy endings 
that, yeah, I mean, I get that not everything's a happy ending, but I also don't want it to drag the fuck on like Walking Dead does. Uh... You know, yes, the world is shit. Find a nice island somewhere and go plant a tree. Something. And there's your and there's your hap there's the happiest ending you can have. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, stop searching. Cause you're gonna run into bad people, you're gonna run into walkers, and then shit's gonna get real. Yeah. But or this is now twenty walkers wipe everybody out so we could end it already. So we- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Christ almighty. I know. And if I may just di- di- diverge just for a little bit, they set this whole thing up in the very last episode of the first season when they're at the CDC that everybody's infected, the CDC blows up, but you get this feeling out there somewhere that shit could turn around if they just keep trudging along if they just keep looking and that was a really great hook of that show and nothing (laughs) not a damn thing no yeah yeah oh i just want sewer people to come up to say yeah we're living great down here (laughs) yeah fuck you fuck you all we get sunlight reflected off of these big ass mirrors we got potatoes growing we got carrots we make soup on the daily yeah man we we watch old vhs tapes of you know, everything. So if you want to come live, fuck the surface. Come on down. Yeah. But 2045 dystopian and it's called what again? The barrier. Is it good? Yeah, I really liked it. And I was like, what, why, where, where's the rest? Why is there only this one? And then I'm like, you releasing them once a week. Screw you, Netflix. And then I started thinking, you know, this, this could be a really downer if I were to keep going. So maybe, <laughs> maybe it's good. And it's maybe like the maybe we could watch week. it weekly and, you know, talk about it every week. You know what? I, the show I will that's do that. Given. I will do that. Okay. I will make you that promise. I will watch The Barrier. Excellent. So we will have more episodes to talk about. Excellent. All right. <sighs> and then this final show is on HBO. There's about five episodes out so far. The raised by it's raised by wolves. Okay. Have you heard of this one? I, something is clicking in the back of my head, but then again, that could be my need for a jump, but what is it? So raised by wolves is a series about, um, it's a sci-fi kind of show where on this planet, the big war broke out between the atheists and this religious group that seems really culty and this uh, android has taken some of these embryos to land on some planet off of of earth I'm assuming it's earth where because it's not livable anymore on earth and she's gonna raise these children as the hope for the human race and then these religious culty people are on the ark and they find the planet and then all hell breaks loose and this android is kind of dangerous she was like she was like a war weapon created by those uh religious cult people that one of the somebody grabbed you know got one and reprogrammed it to be nurturing and motherly 
And she had a fellow robot who's not as advanced as her. uh, That's father. They are mother and father. Mm. And they're trying to raise these kids. And she's kind of a psycho robot. Mm. It's interesting. It's called Raised by Wolves. Okay. On HBO Max. Yeah. Okay. It's interesting. I'm still... I don't know. I'm intrigued, so I keep watching. Then it's doing its job. Yeah, yeah. Well, it hasn't turned me off yet, but I'm not sure how many people are into this. Well, if it gets another season, you'll find out. Yeah, uh, the gift, by the way, the gift has been renewed for a third season, a third and final season. And see, that's I think when I will start watching it. Mm-hmm. because I don't want to get into a show like The Gift where it just keeps going down the rabbit hole of this mystery and all that shit and then just have it end. That yeah. to me is bullshit. I have been burned so many times by that. Mm-hmm. When it ends, then I'll pick up The Gift. Yeah. And because we're now circling back to The Gift, the first episode opens with a scene of the woman in a white dress or nightgown running through the forest. And then she comes up on people like at a funeral. We don't see anything about that at all for the rest of that first season. So I'm left, you know, I was left at the season finale of season one. Like, well, what, what's with that opening thing, that whole opening scene? Why, where does that come in? I am so confused. They circle back to that in season two. So they like planned this shit. See, and that's what I dig. And I totally dig that they plan that shit. It doesn't have to be eight or nine, 10, 11 seasons of the same bullshit. If you have a beginning, a middle, and an end, let a show be one or two or three seasons. Right. You know, change Mm -hmm. the paradigm and just create content. Yeah. But anyhow. So now I'm interested to see, okay, Okay, you circled back to that. Now what's going to happen? So season three, I'm certain, is going to finish off that whole, that first opening little clip we saw. Here's my guess. She's looking at her own fucking funeral. Anyway. But, yeah. You don't know what all else is going on. Is that all what right. I'm saying? It's time for news. Tons of shit happened. All kinds of shit was going on. All kinds of entertainment shit was going on. And we have to throw another shout out to Dave, uh, who is is so geeked up and loved being on our show. We will have him back soon. I promise you that. Um, But he's the one who tipped me off that the Mandalorian season two trailer dropped right i have yet to watch it oh my god it looks so good and it looks like we go to places we've seen before yeah so if you haven't checked out the mandalorian season two trailer definitely pause our podcast go watch it and then come back but anyway all right yeah so, also, from the Dave tip, Falcon and Winter Soldier, the Marvel TV show, has uh-huh. uh, resumed production. 
Excellent. Yeah. So that's awesome. Yeah. As long as those guys, as long as Anthony Mackie uh, and crew are being safe, awesome. Excellent. That's great. Nice. I because I can watch reruns all the live long day and wait for good shit to come out. But anyway, so that's that and Sebastian Stan and the whole, the whole gang. So that's awesome. But also on the Disney tip, Disney and Pixar may send their new movie soul directly to Disney plus. Ooh, I would be down for that. I would be too except what? well it's the first time that a black character is the lead in all of this oh right and so he dave also fed me the story that mulan actually opened up to relatively soft numbers okay in terms of the money that it needed to make based on the subscribers logging in it probably made the equivalent of 20 or 30 million dollars and it needed to do more than that yeah i think a lot of people weren't willing to pay that 30 dollars when they're already paying disney plus dollars just to see it and see i think what killed it was somehow it leaked that mulan was going to be on disney plus for free in december so my theory is that somebody torpedoed mulan right i i think I think it might be the combination of the two because people I talked to didn't even know about the December thing. And they're just like, I'm not paying $30 on top of the Disney plus subscription. That's what the hell are they doing is what the people I talked to who aren't into movie stuff at all. Uh, okay. They're just regular people. Well, and I get that, but then, okay. Yeah. I understand that. My only argument to the, to everyone who is like-minded like that. Imagine paying $30 and going to the movies to see something once. But if you think about it, if they're not already a Disney Plus subscriber, add in the, the cost of a month of Disney Plus. All right. So, yeah, I suppose. Yeah. All so right. They're, they're just looking at the dollar signs there, and they're like, no. Because, you know, I, if even if they just go for a month, they're not getting that you know, cause they don't want Disney plus, they just want to see Mulan. Now they've got, if you know, they've paid that $30 and they don't get the extras of, I can watch Mulan 8 billion friggin' times. Now they could just watch it 8 billion times in a month and then they're done. Yeah. But then they also pick up other stuff like the Mandalorian. They pick but, up, but if they're not, yeah, I'm just saying, I know there are arguments on both sides. Fine. Yeah, I'm just saying not everybody's into those things. Yeah. Well, they're wrong. All right. Anyway, <laughs> But also on the same tip, so Soul, I do think it's interesting that Disney is willing to use its own platform to launch a movie. Yes, I like but, that. But to me, I there is a there is just a part of my heart that wants to see it achieve the most money that it can because it looks so good and so intriguing as a concept, and it has a black male character as the lead. Mm-hmm that I want to see it make box office money, you know, like, like actual box office money. So I, I want it to succeed mm -hmm. so that more of that happens. Then on the same, then on the other side of that coin, black widow, which was supposed to, which has been moved a few times this year 
and was supposed to open up in November may get pushed back into 2021 now. Hmm. Theatrically. See, so that's that's kind of what's got my 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 little racial radar up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And maybe I'm just taking it through an overly sensitive lens. I don't know. And and Black Widow, yes, is part of the Marvel universe, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So that's all part of a pre-planned story arc. And, and I get all of that. Mm-hmm. So I get the differential between releasing Soul, which is a one-off Disney movie on its own video platform home video platform versus something that is part of a cinematic overarching. You take 10, 20, 30 movies to tell one story kind of thing. I get it. But anyway, if you're looking forward to black widow, you're possibly going to have to wait till 2021 soul will probably be on Disney plus later this year. All right. The last bit of news that I have is that CBS all access is dying. What? How could that be? It's not dying. It is actually going to become dump, dump, dumb Paramount Plus. Okay. So the streaming platform will be effectively rebranded as Paramount Plus by early 2021, joining the trend of streaming platforms adding a plus sign to their name. Apple TV Plus, Disney Plus, ESPN Plus, blah, blah, blah. blah. Um, uh, blah, blah, press release states that the movie, that the move is part of the services expansion to feature content from Viacom CBS's leading portfolio of broadcast news, sports, entertainment brands. Paramount plus will also launch in Australia, Latin America, and the Nordics in 2021 before expanding to more international markets. Interesting. All right. Yeah. So CBS all access is going to expand to be able to compete literally with the Apple TV pluses. And and to me, the two biggest ones, Disney plus and HBO max. Yep. Yep. And if Peacock gets anywhere, yeah, they need to make themselves available everywhere on everything. And they they won't be able to compete until they are. And that's where they're going to fail. Right. So Peacock has NBC universal. HBO Max is everything Warner Brothers. Disney Plus is obvious, Disney. So Paramount's got a whole bunch of shit, too. They got all the Star Treks. They've got, you know, they've got everything from the Lucy show back in the fucking 50s to Star Trek now. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's all the news I've got this week. This week is the premiere of the new seasons of game shows like Jeopardy! And Wheel of Fortune. And they are recording, you know, in the days of COVID. So they had to make some changes. There is no studio audience for either of them. They do have like audience sounds. Like it sounds like there's an audience cheering, but that's recording. The contestants are far more separated than they used to be. Like Jeopardy people were like tight together now each of those little desks is uh very spread out um alex is not gonna go walk over to any of the contestants and talk to them ever nor it does pat sajak he used to like when somebody would win one he'd go around and talk to them at the end of the show they'd stand next to each other for that final puzzle 
no longer doing that. Right. And then on Wheel of Fortune, you know, they reach down, they grab the prong of the wheel to spin the wheel. Well, now they have this thing that Pat is referring officially to as the white thing. It's something they hold in their hand that they slide down on the prong to spin the wheel and it like slides right off once they've let go. It's white, so he's calling it the white thing. Mm-hmm. Why has it got to be that? I'm sorry. That's, I what, I, that's what I said too. <laughs> he said, "Why has it why got is to it, be white? Why has it got to be white? Why didn't they make mm-hmm. it blue or some like rando color? I mean, come on, Pat. Yeah, um, exactly. It's not <laughs> wheel of white fortune. It's wheel of fortune. So Pat was asking, you know, because she's left-handed, is 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 the white thing? Do you need a, a lefty version? And she's like, No, I think it goes both ways. <laughs> the white thing that looks it's like a condom for the prongs on the wheel it goes both ways and oh, that made me laugh it was pretty funny oh jeez uh, I admit it I am a 12 year old boy um, making dick jokes <laughs> <laughs> that's what she said yeah <laughs> <laughs> on Sunday night the Wisconsin Democratic Party had a fundraiser with it was a table read live streaming of the princess bride and all of the original almost all of the original cast was there streaming performing this fred savage did not appear because he was celebrating his brother's birthday so they had finn wolfhard from stranger things as the boy being read to by his grandfather and okay. Bob Reiner did the grandfather. Nice, because Peter Falk is no longer with mm-hmm. us. And because uh, Andre the Giant is no longer with us, Josh Gad filled in as Fezzik. Oh, that's a good choice. Eric Idle was the impressive clergyman. Some may know him <laughs> from Monty Python fame. Yeah. And the mother, which I don't know what happened to the mother, but nobody really knows who mom was anyway. The mother was played by Whoopi Goldberg. She also filled in as the woman who says, boo, boo, bow down to the queen of refuse. And that's <laughs> it. That's awesome. There was uh, the guy who played the albino was a different actor and I never caught his name and I'm very sorry that I did that. It did start out with some technical glitches because you're watching this like it's like a zoom kind of thing. Yeah, just a little more produced because they would flip in some of the actors to what who are actually doing stuff. Mandy Patinkin was amazing. He is like standing up and leaning into the camera, totally performing. That's awesome. He actually has the sword from the movie, the six fingered sword, and he pulls it out and he's uh, playing with it. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is awesome. Billy how Crystal, was it, when he how, did... How was it when he said, my name is Inigo Mandoyo? I wish we could hear everybody watching. I really wish we could hear everybody watching because that, you know, I'm sure if you had the the audience reaction would have been like amplified awesomeness. Yeah. Billy Crystal is Miracle Max. He set up behind him to make it kind of look like Miracle Max's house. <laughs> he wore the actual hat that he wore in the movie, which was awesome. 
And they had Carol Kane to be his wife, Wallace Shawn, Chris Sarandon, Christopher Guest, Robin Wright, and Carrie Elwes. Carrie Elwes was essentially the um, catalyst to get all this happening. A friend of his who used to be on the Obama campaign, she's now working for the Wisconsin Democrats, and he had reached out to her saying, how can I help? What can I do? And she's like, you know, maybe you <laughs> could do this thing. And he's like, I'll ask everybody if they want to. And boom, we got this. You know what? What's fascinating is that after 30 years, because if yeah. I'm right, it's Princess like 30, Bride came out in 87. 30, 35-ish, something like that. Yeah, they, they said, you know, these people are 30-ish years older now. Yeah. That he still had everybody's phone number. That he still was able to reach everybody. And exactly. that everybody's like that close-knit that they're like, fuck yeah, I want to do this because this is awesome. And then yeah. it was the whole thing was hosted by Patton Oswalt. Yeah. He's and, a good dude that way. Oh, and, you know, they had a Q&A afterwards that was just amazing to listen to because Norman Lear was in on this and he talked to every, he answered questions and Rob Reiner's answering questions. And then they're telling stories about, you know, stuff that happened during filming and stories with Andre the giant and how, what a great, wonderful person he was. And it was just like, I'm like, I'm laughing. Like this is hysterical listening to it. And Patton Oswalt is like a movie nerd. So he's yep. asking these mo movie nerd questions that I just knew you would have loved if you had known about this. Before. See, I, you know what? I think we should make it a goal next year or or from now until we become uber famous and rich and we're actually beating people off with a stick to get a celebrity to be a guest on our show. I, you know, got to do it. I, I would because love I, to have that happen. I, I like Patton Oswalt because he is such a movie geek. Yeah. I like, I like when people who are in the business geek out over the industry that they're in. Yeah. Yeah. There's something very cool about that. So they're very detail oriented about certain things and they want things to be great. Because mm -hmm. if you actually, and I forget where I saw this, Josh Gad's house, he's got a room dedicated to some of the characters that he's played. So he's got a Frozen poster up in the background. He's got an Olaf, but it wasn't just because he did that, but it looks like he's got some other geeky stuff there too. Yeah, yeah. I He was on some of those late night talk shows and you could see the stuff in the background. Yeah. 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 So at least he, he, he gets into it. So it yeah. makes me want to watch them more. Yeah. One uh, of the questions someone had asked was if there's going to be any more stuff related to Princess Bride, like a director's cut or anything like that. And Norman Lear's like, you saw the director's cut. That that came out. That's what you saw. That was his cut. That's what he wanted it to be. And that's it. Mm. He is a firm believer that we don't need any more Princess Bride anything. But uh, <laughs> Rob Reiner had mentioned there's been, it could, there's been talk that it might be a musical because it would lend itself pretty well to a musical. Yeah, but do uh, and like, yeah, do and we I was like, that? do I? Yeah, that's exactly where I was going with it too. Like, I don't want that. I have no. all the Princess Bride I want, and this table read was the only kind of extra thing I would have ever needed to see. So yeah. yeah, I mean, it was really cool. 
Can you still see this? No, this was a one time only. That's it. Done and over. Ah, damn. Yeah. Nobody recorded it, eh? I don't know. Maybe people at home might have recorded it. So if you want to Google it and see if it's somebody's got clips on Netflix or something or not Netflix, Netflix (laughs) clips on YouTube or something, uh, you should just look up with Dems Princess Bride and see what you get. This it was amazing. And for those who might want to get in on another cool thing, maybe. On Thursday, September 17th at 8 p.m. Central Time, if you make some sort of a donation, like a dollar, to the Wisconsin Democrats, the Wis Dems, you can get in on a Parks and Rec town hall. They're going to have Aubrey Plaza, Amy Poehler, Nick Offerman, Adam Scott, Jim O'Hare, and Michael Schur, and special guests online. There's going to be some Q&A in this town hall, and yeah. That could be interesting. That's awesome. Yeah. And it's this coming Thursday. This Thursday. So tomorrow, mm-hmm. as we record this show and as it's released, it'll be released the day before this event. Yep. Okay. Yep. And it will be live streamed once. And that's it. That's all you're going to get. And how much is it? It's whatever you you donate, whatever you want. Your con- contribution to benefit the Democratic Party of Wisconsin. Oh, see. They have a suggested donation of $27, but you could donate a dollar if you want. That's neat. Yeah. Anything. And then you get the link to where you log in to watch it. Um, You would go to wisdems.org. That's W-I-S-D-E-M-S dot org, O-R-G. And just scroll down a smidge and you'll see the big thing on the page to sign up and do it. Cool. Yeah. It was the the Princess Bride thing was super cool. So if you're a Parks and Rec fan, I'm betting you're gonna love it. I'm betting I think it's the best thing ever. I'm looking at a screenshot now of Billy Crystal in the hat. (laughs) Yeah, it was so cool. Oh damn it. Oh, it's so cool, it's so fun. And Chris Sarandon really looks good too. He's just grayer than he used to be. Yeah. And even Robin Wright, my God, she looks amazing. Oh, Robin Wright won the fucking gene pool, man. Yeah, she doesn't fucking age. And she looks actually better now than she did as the princess back then. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, apparently you might want to, if you're into stuff, you might want to follow the Wisconsin Democratic Party because they're doing some crazy shit to raise some money. Well, it's yeah. so much fun. It's, it's and at least people use whatever platform they believe in for what they believe in. And that is that it? Is that all we got this week? Oh, uh, there's the mass singer oh, starting up on September 23rd. This oh. week they had a or over the weekend they did a a meet the sing meet the masks special that was really kind of lame and they kind of what you called it lame it 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 didn't need to happen it really didn't but you got a little preview of how they're gonna film this um they had a very small studio audience the panel is kept away from each other they are separated and they can't you know move together at all and then there's some at-home viewers that got to see it streaming when they recorded it. 
that got to add to the studio audience voting and stuff. Uh, <laughs> damn it. But, you know, the mass Singers, they're all in their masks, so... Yeah, so they're masked up to the max. <laughs> yeah, they're all in these outfits, so they're fine. Um, we've got a preview of all the different characters that are going to be. Um, they gave some, you know, exclusive hint, and because yeah, that's helpful in no way whatsoever. Yeah. And it would, you would have hated it because of you know, it's just those people in the the outfits talking like this because they got yeah. the, the robot voice nonsense going on. Yeah. Well, it's and and I would have hated it even more than I already hate this show as it is. Because <laughs> <laughs> Nick Cannon was wearing a turban. Oh, fuck that guy in his fucking turbans. He's <laughs> not going to make me wear a turban. I, I, I give him all the I give him all the strength in the world. I will give him shine all day for having the balls to wear a turban. <laughs> but I'm going to throw the whole show shade because it's stupid. That's and not turbans that are stupid. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> That's it. That's all the show we've got this week. Do me a favor, everybody. Log on to the watchlistpod.com. Click on that contact button. Let us know what you're watching. Make sure you log on to uh, the watchlistpod.com to listen to our past episodes. Engage with us on all of your social media at the watchlistpod. And pretty please with sugar on top, subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. And thanks for listening, everybody. I appreciate it. We appreciate it. You we appreciate sure do. It. I do. Uh, as you wish. Mm -hmm. yeah, and how. All right. We will. I was about to say we'll catch you on the flips, but I don't even want to do this. <laughs> Mass singer. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, have a good time, everybody. Stay safe, mask up, and we will see you again very soon. Yes. Okay, bye. bye. bye.